Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Lioness Lounge. I am your host, Takresha Blunt. I am also the owner of Takresha S. Blunt Coaching and Consultant LLC, where I work with women who are ready to reach their success level of life and overcome any obstacles and self-doubt of getting to those levels. I also am the owner of Blissful Brew Teas, your online gourmet tea company, where I specialize in dessert-flavored teas that give you that guilty pleasure without all of the added um, calories or just guilt of eating cake. So it's in the tea format. So I have teas like blueberry crumb cake, apple pie, um, pumpkin pie, eggnog, um, chocolate covered strawberries that's gonna be my Valentine's special and I have so many more um, pineapple upside down cake key lime pie flavored teas so check me out www.blissfulbrewteas with an s on the end.com so good morning good morning and welcome 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 <clears throat> my voice is kind of out today woke up this morning kind of not feeling the best but I am blessed I am blessed <coughs> so I wanted to start this week off with talking about just the new year just kicking off the new year we started off last week was um January 1 was last Friday but due to circumstances I just said you know what we're going to erase this and we just going to start anew. I know I said um, we had the whole hiccup with the capital and everything else. So it was like, wow, what is going on? And people were posting, come on, 2022, 2021, you didn't start well. So we're going to forget the last, just say seven days, because this took place on the 6th So. Yeah, so New Year started, Happy New Year, 365 days in a year. But this year, we're going to claim 358 because the first seven days was like a trial and error. But it's time now. It's time for us to get up, move. Let's get it together. Everybody gets gone. Hold on January the 1st. And then January the 6th happened, and it was like a slap in the face. And I I look at that, and I say, wow, you know, a lot of us are getting frustrated, and we want this this to happen, or we want something to happen because of this. We can't fight battles that aren't our, our battles, and we need to stop trying to fight battles that are not our battles. A lot of us will insert ourselves in things that don't have shit to do with us. You got to learn how to let things go. Everything don't want for you to be involved. Everything isn't for you to be involved. So instead of, oh, well, this need to happen, and if this was, a, uh-uh, we're not doing that. We're not going into 2021 um, worried about, if this was us and, and this and that, we know better. We know it wouldn't be our outcome if it was reversed to us doing it. So don't set yourself up to fall into failure. 
by trying to say what they were able to do it. So we are going to do it. We not involving ourselves in bullshit this year. Just as simple as that. We don't have time for BS. That goes for what went on with the Capitol to our general life, to our business, to our family. If it's not involving you, stay out of it. You don't have to insert yourself in everything. So many of you bring drama, stress, tragedy into your life because you're being a busybody. And you feel like everything has to be a we situation. Everything doesn't have to be a we situation. Everything doesn't have to be, I need to be involved or I need to com- comment on this or I need to insert myself in this. You don't have to be involved in this stuff. You don't even have to acknowledge this stuff. You see it and you keep moving. Learn how to deal with things that affect you people saying well that's that's the capital okay happy i don't even know where the capital is i saw people posting it's really embarrassing i saw people posting that that's where trump stayed since when is the white house the capital have you ever been to dc do you know what corner the white house on or what what street the white house is on and what street the Capitol is on, or how far apart they are, or where the Washington Monument is, or where the Lincoln Lincoln Center is, or any of that. Have you even stepped foot on Constitutional Boulevard? Have you even stepped foot on any of that in D.C.? And most of you haven't. So some of the stuff, and then it was... I know I made a mistake, and I did um, my phone spell check corrected capital to capital, and capital is for words capitalize the a or the beginning of a word, a name or what have you, versus capital with an o. And because we don't use that a lot. A lot of our spell checks went ahead and made it capital with an A. So a lot of people have made memes and they've said capital with an A. They they took over the capital, but which which what what uppercase letter was that? So a lot of you don't realize sometimes you insert yourself just because it's a trending topic. Stop trying to be a part of everything. Stop trying to be a part of the trend. And be a part of what resonates with you. And I say that to say a lot of you don't even know anything about I don't know. It's almost like you sit and you look and you be like, you got to be kidding me. Like, why do we let these people hype us up to be inserted on things? Why do we let people hype us up 
to be frustrated, angry, and mad. Why? Why? Somebody said, President Trump just marched them down to the to um down to where he stayed because he knew that that that's where they was gonna hang out at. So mm. the Capitol is on Capitol Street. And the White House where the presidents, all of them mainly, have resided, is on Pennsylvania Avenue. You gotta know what you're talking about before you start stirring up controversy. And a lot of you will see that and you jump right on the bandwagon and then you go and you post stuff. I had I, I had a lady, she posted, I'm not gonna be ran, I'm not gonna be ran by the Democrats. Well, who said they trying to run you? And then she put up this whole post about 18, 18 questions she had for those that basically supported Biden. And it's sad to see the level of ignorance. It's just really sad. So I'm gonna stop talking about that because I don't I don't like the negative news. But we gotta stop jumping on the bandwagon of bullshit that don't involve us. If it doesn't affect your your you, your family, or your pay, why are you involved? Why are you involved? <coughs> you see two people over here and they talking about they do this, they business this way. But you run your business this way. If you're not taking tips to improve your business, why are you trying to slander that business owner on what they do? That That's not your place. That's not your business. Think about it. You have CVS and Walgreens basically built they built this lately, right across the street from each other. You got CVS on one corner, Walgreens either directly in front of them or next door or what have you. You don't see CVS out there with someone and Walgreens out got someone outside their building pouring out everything wrong in CVS and vice versa. You don't see in the mall, most malls have Macy's on one end, J.C. Penney's at one point, Sears. Um, and then you have some malls that have the high-end stores on the other end. Or some may be on the same end. For instance, in Orlando, we have the Millennium Mall. On one end of the mall is the more high-end high stores that sell their, their items. And then on the other end, they're the more conservative stores that sell... Not saying that cheap stuff, but not as expensive as the high end side. You don't see Tiffany, Louis Vuitton, or any of those stores coming out, pointing a finger at Burberry, Gucci, or anybody, or Macy's, saying, we're better. You got to stand behind what you have to offer. Even if you're not a business owner and you are just a person. And nothing is wrong with not being a business owner. But stand behind who you are. And a lot of people are struggling with standing behind their business or themselves 
because they're trying to stand on somebody else's grounds. You don't see Louis Vuitton walking across the hallway and saying, I'm going to go stand inside Gucci's store and I'm going to do exactly what Gucci doing. You don't see Tiffany looking at, I'm going to say Pandora, looking at Tiffany, saying, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do exactly what Tiffany doing. And I'm going to build just like them and I'm going to copy everything that they're doing. And that's how I'm going to be successful. They each individually built their own brand. They built something that they could stand behind. Look at Steve Madden. Look at Tory Burch. Look at Gucci. Those are all individuals who built their name. See, a lot of you don't even know Gucci is a person. That's his last name. He built his name to be replicable, that people would patronize his name, his product that he attached his name to. Tori Birch, she attached her name to her products. You don't see her turning around and saying, well, I'm going to come after Liz Claiborne. Liz Claiborne built her own name. So many of you are sitting and you're watching the next person. And I love that that um, Belly is one of my favorite movies. I don't know why, but I just love that movie. And one of the scenes in the movie is the guy with the banana. And he's seeing that this person is coming up and they, you know, making money and doing good. And he says, as he's eating this banana, I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm going to drop a dime. That's how some of you are living. But you focused on, they do the black people wrong. You're doing your own people wrong. You form these cliques. I saw this girl and she posted a post and she said, all 2021, people going to be saying, what am, what is she doing? Is she the only coaching out here? I'm finna do this and this to that person. Why? Why are you doing that? Why not say I'm finna bring value so strong? To other people that they could see me on every avenue that everybody's going to want to know what I'm doing. And I'm going to reach more people. End of story. Not trying to outdo anybody. Not trying to compete with anybody. Not trying to step on anybody's toes. Not trying to be better than this person. Not trying to say I took over the world or any of that. I am focused on helping more people. So I have improved my marketing to the point where everybody's going to see me. It's going to reach more people and they're going to want to connect with me. But most of you all don't even understand that. I get on some of the people live and I be like, okay, I could follow her and probably take some tips from him or I could, you know, maybe I'll get in a program and that'll help me elevate my business to the next level because they seem to have their head on and they've been there and they're offering a service. And then when I get on there, it's the cocky, nasty attitudes, the cocky, rude attitudes. Like you forgot where you came from because you made a little money. The cocky, nasty, rude attitude. I had someone tell me, well, I reached out to my coach and I was like, well, can I talk to her because I ran into a problem? No, she's not accessible. Then why the hell am I taking your money? You can't get that mindset if you want to be successful in life. Yes, we cannot talk to everybody. 
But it's not it's not for you to say this person is isn't accessible. You could take five minutes to address your client. Five minutes to just say, hey, I'm sorry you ran into this issue. Let me see what I can do. Some of you have taken this fame of social media way too far. But you want these people to continue to patronize you. Don't set yourself up to be one of those people that you get a few dollars. You you make, I'm going to just say you make your million and it goes to your head. Be a humble person. You don't have to become cocky, rude, and inconsiderate. You don't have to become the trend of being negative and saying, oh, I only hang with these people and I only hang with these people and it's only this and it's only that. It's okay to have an invite only event. It's not okay when you isolate yourself from your clients who are paying you and you can't patronize them enough because your patronism back to them is providing the service that they paid you for. That's number one. Number two is addressing the issue if your customer service can't handle it and they ask to speak to you. Well, we'll put you on her calendar or we'll see if he can make time for you, but he or she is very busy, but we will do our best to get you into contact with this person. But can we try to solve the solution, the problem first? Many of you won't even do that. You just won't do it. Because in your mind, you think you're greater than your own clients. But when those clients start to dwindle off and your your account starts to dwindle down because you're not getting the business that you're accustomed to. See, you could stay up and stay high for a long time. But eventually, that karma starts to weigh on you and it starts to bring you down. Your mind won't let you produce new material. Your mind won't let you get creative enough to keep the audience coming. Your mind will bring you into a standstill. And you can't figure out, well, why am I struggling? Why is my numbers dropping? What do I do? I need to sell. I need to sell. Okay, you can sell all you want, but you're not really getting what you normally would get. That's because you have been disobedient to what you were supposed to provide to who you already had. Those people will continue to patronize you. They will continue to bring other people. They will continue to suggest that other people connect with you, grow with you. They would show in their move how great it is that they are a part of you and then other people would want that same thing. Many of you don't even understand that. Many of you don't understand that. And sadly, it's sad. It's really sad. So, I encourage you all, when you step out into this entrepreneurship world, step out and ask when you're asking for guidance on when you do your prayer or whatever you do to have faith in you to be a strong business owner, that you also ask that you always be humble to the ones that you serve. So I want to wish you all a happy Sunday. And if you're on 
Clubhouse joined me over there, the Lioness Lounge. I submitted for them to give me a room, a club on there for the Lioness Lounge where we could get in here and help and build each other. I've been doing pop-up coachings on Zoom. I'm getting ready to do another one this week coming up. Last week, I gave away three $10,000 coaching sessions, VIP sessions to three young ladies. I will be giving out more freebies and goodies, and we're just going to grow, elevate, and help each other. Grow, elevate, and help each other. Stop waiting for somebody. Go in and if nobody's contact contacting you or connecting with you or whatever, then you make the connect. You reach out and say, hey, I see you doing X, Y, and Z. I would love to um, get to know you better and maybe build a business friendship. So let's think about business friendships, partnerships, what have you. You don't always have to do business partnership with somebody, but you can establish a business friendship with somebody. So happy Sunday, guys. Um, Please be safe. Please be mindful and connect with me on social medias at Takresha Blunt on every application, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse, as well as LinkedIn and Pinterest. So until tomorrow, I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Be blessed. Morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Lioness Lounge. I am your host, Takresha Blunt. <coughs> I am also the owner and founder of Takresha S. Blunt Coaching and Consultant LLC, as well as Blissful Brew Teas, your online gourmet tea company. <coughs> so today is January the 11th, 2021. I say last week was just a free week, so the new year is now. Because last week, chaos stuff was like unbelievable to millions of people. Um, So, welcome to the new year. So, I didn't know. I just wanted to talk about women issues and, and things that go on in your life that it blocks your, it blocks your mindset. So, a lot of times people don't realize you have people around you. And the first thing they yell, oh, I'm praying for you. And then you literally you think that they're praying for the good for you. There's a lot of envious people in this world that when they say they're praying for you, they're praying for your downfall. So you got to be cautious of the ones that you talk to, cautious of the ones that are that are around you, that are in your circle, that are talking to you. Your circle should be so strong that nothing can come in between you and your success and you and them. You have people that sit and they watch you and they they pay attention to you looking for something wrong, looking for things that could be possibly, oh, she did this, oh, she, oh, this, everything got to be negative coming out. Move from around those people. If you start shutting down those people, they'll die off. And I don't mean in the physical death. I mean they'll get so lonely, they'll have to change their life. They will have to change their life. If everybody starts shutting down these negative energy people, they'll start shutting down. 
they'll die off. That negativity will die off. But a lot of you love the drama. You love the drama and the chaos that's connected to it. So you want to stay grounded with that. You want to stay a part of that. You want that to be a part of your life. I always give you guys a story from what I've experienced. You know, like, I, I, I can honestly say I've always been in long-term relationships. I haven't been in anything that's, like, short. I had a few little... I don't even call them relationships, involvements that were short. But in my 47 years of life, my first relationship was well over 10 years. Probably, I'm not going to say 10, I'm going to say 7. And then my second relationship, and these are my kids' fathers. Um, My second relationship, that lasted 7 or 8 years. And then with the last, my last daughter... That lasted seven years. So seven to ten years has been my track record. So <coughs> they have been long-term relationships. <clears throat> Me and my oldest son, father, we just grew apart. Because at that time I was in high school. He was just going off to college. And that relationship in the years of maturing and getting better and seeing different things, we grew apart, and we just went on. He was with us for Christmas. I have no animosity against him for anything that he's done, and he knows this, and it shocks him because nothing bothers me. I don't have any ill will. Now, with my middle kid's father, that's a whole nother story. I don't want to cross his path because he has something inside him against me that has nothing to do with our kids i'm not gonna say i'm the perfect person i'll be just as i'm gonna be just open with you all during the time of me being with my oldest my middle kid's father i wasn't faithful at all not one single time i was still seeing my oldest son daddy i would tell my middle son my middle kid's father that i was going to my mom's or going somewhere or, or I would just say I'm, I'll be back and I was going to my oldest son father because we were still being involved um so I wasn't faithful I, I don't think he even knows that that's the sad part like he doesn't know that I was still seeing my my oldest son dad and when I say seeing my oldest son dad I literally was still sexually active with my oldest son dad Okay, fast forward, I started seeing one of his friends. I wasn't the perfect person. I never told anybody that I was a perfect person. During the time of me being with my old, my middle kid's father, I don't think I was ever faithful to him, ever. I started seeing, and I date outside of my oldest son, Dad. My other kids' fathers were drug dealers. That that was a life that I was living, and those was the people that I was attracting um, because I was attracted to that because I thought I needed to fit into that crowd. I did no drugs ever, but I felt like I needed the the, the, the dope boy, the boy on the you know the dope boy, the known the known popular dope dealer or whatever. <clears throat> During the time of me being with my middle kids' father. 
um, the person that was his supplier had a crush on me. And back then, it was nothing for me to just be like, hey, I'm finna go, I'll be back. Or because I've always been that way with anybody that I deal with. So I started seeing the, the guy that he was getting his supplies from. But he never knew. One Mother's Day, he called me to tell me Happy Mother's Day. This was after we broke up. And, well, I'll, let me rewind. I got to the point where I got tired of him. Because I felt like I, I could do so much better if I just got away from him. He was annoying. He was, you know, I didn't want to be around the drug environment anymore. far as he got to watch where he going and he don't know what's going on. And just all that bad energy or whatever. So... We would get into arguments. I would put him out. I didn't want to deal with him. He was on house arrest at one point because he got caught with drugs or whatever. And I didn't want him there. And then he wanted to be this up-and-coming rapper. And it was just, all that was just getting on my damn nerves. And I could recall them, him and his friends would come to my apartment where we lived at. And they would be up to the wee hours of the morning making beats and rapping and this and that. And at that time, <coughs> even though I had a cell phone, the most popular thing was the house phone. And you, I don't know if you all would remember this, but you used to can pick up the phone and, and dial the operator and ask for what was called a ring back. And they would just ring the phone back and then you would hang up. So I would call the operator and say, can I get a ring back, please? And they would call the number back, and he would answer the phone. And I used to say, get them out my fucking house. I'm tired. I have to be to work in the morning. How you do this? You do this all the time. How do you do this? What you doing to make the house phone ring? None of your business. Get them out my house. Now, I want everybody gone, and you can leave, too. You know I can't go nowhere with this house arrest. Well, I don't care. It's 2, 3 in the morning, and I got to be to work at 5. So... Long story short, we ended up splitting up, and then we tried to work it out. Again, that didn't work because at that time I had built up so much frustration with being with him that I didn't want to work anything out anymore. I didn't want to get nothing worked on. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted him gone. He had no family in Orlando. His parents, his mother and sister and brother had relocated to Texas. And... I said, well, I don't care what you do. You got to get the hell out of my house. So his aunt, well, let me rephrase that. He had an aunt that lived there that I was very close to. I actually named my daughter after her. <coughs> I, They were getting ready for their family reunion. And he said, Tack, you going to go with me to the family reunion? No, sir. Not going with you. I'm going to work. Well, my family is expecting to see you. Well, they won't see me this year because I'm not going. And me and you not together, so you just need to figure out how you're going to get up there. So he rode up there with his aunt, and I asked his aunt, I said, when you take him up there, he can't come back to my house because I don't want him anymore. And she said, you really serious? I said, yes, I'm very serious. So I don't know what we got to do, but he got to take his stuff with him. So he thought I was playing 
He took his little stuff. He said, all right, you'll be calling for me to come back. I ain't going to come back. Oh, you, I won't be calling for you to come back. So he moved, um, went up there and ended up going back to Texas with his mom and sister and brothers. About a, I want to say every day he would call me and I would say, nope, I don't want you back. I don't want you back. I don't want you back. And I think that's when I told him, you know, no, I didn't tell him then. He ended up being out there and I got a phone call one day and I didn't know the number. So I answered the phone and I said, hello. And again, house phone, caller call ID on the, on the cordless phone. <laughs> and it's from the federal institution. And I'm like, what is this? Who, who calling me from federal institution? And it's him. So I'm like, oh, that's where you been. Why you in jail? He was like, Tech, I caught seven years because we had stopped communicating. I stopped answering him and everything. He caught seven and a half years for armed trafficking. So I said, oh, wow, that's not good. And then he was like, I want to just be in my kid's life. And then that's when I found out he had a baby on the way. Needless to say, the young lady that he got pregnant was underage. And I was like, wow, you got an underage young lady pregnant. This is disgusting. And we stopped talking again. And then during the time of his seven and a half years in prison, he would write and how much he missed me and want to be back with me. But me, in my mind, I never wanted to go back there. I never wanted to deal with that. But then I was like, maybe if I give him a chance or if I didn't put him out, he might not be in the feds and my son and daughter would have their father or whatever. So during the time of him getting out, I went down to Miami because that's the halfway house he ended up going to. And I brought him back to Orlando so that he could see his kids. He comes back, he sees his kid, then I take his, his, our kids, two kids, and I take him back to Miami at the end of the weekend. And just everything about this did not work well with me. It was like something about him just wasn't right, and I didn't want that in my life. And I finally just let it all go. I let it all go. I, I was like, I don't know why I'm forcing this. This is not who I want. I don't want nothing to do with you. End of story. <clears throat> a few years went by, a couple of several years, several years went by, and he called me one Mother's Day to wish me Happy Mother's Day. And I happened to be working down in South Florida where he's now residing, and I said, um, well, thank you or whatever. And I don't know how we got on the topic, but then he started calling me a bitch again. See, he he's always been one. When he can't have his way with you, he degrades you so that he can feel relevant. So he was just going on, you fat bitch this, you fat bitch that. And I was like, mm, welcome back, Purvis. Yeah, I said his name. Welcome back. I knew he was tucked inside, but I didn't know when he was going to come out. You, you always try to act like... Like, I did you wrong. You put me out, you know. And I'm like, is that what you called me for? You called to say Happy Mother's Day. But because I'm not entertaining you, you're pissed off. For He said something, and I said, you know, I'm in South Florida. I live down here now. 
And then he was like, well, why you didn't tell me? You could have came and seen me. Where you at? I want to see you. No, you don't want to see me. Trust me, you don't want to see me. And I don't know how we ended up seeing each other, but we ended up seeing each other, but it was more like crossing paths in a parking lot. He walked. On the, he was walking on one side, and he turned around real fast, and he said, Tack. And I looked. He was like, dog, you down here for real? I thought you was lying. I was like, no, I'm right here. And I was like, but I got to go because I got to go in the store. And he kept calling and kept calling, and I finally had to break it down to him. I said, listen, let me explain something to you. I was never faithful to you. Yes, these are your kids. You can do all the blood tests you want to do on, on earth. They're your kids because I always believed in safe sex while I was cheating but I was never faithful to you not once and he couldn't believe it so then when I told him I said you know you thought you had control over me I was like but little did you know XYZ lived up the road from us and I was still seeing him which was my son's father and then I said and on top of that me and ABC was messing around mainly the whole time you was being supplied by him he didn't believe me so he actually went and asked the person and the person pretty much asked, he texted me and he said you told him about it I was like yeah well what I'm hiding for so in return he said yeah man me and your girl was together the whole time and that has him so angry right now with me. And at the, and honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't even care. I, I honestly do not care. Because in your mind, you thought that you controlled me. And you didn't. Was he cheating on me? I don't know. I don't even care. Was I wrong for cheating? Yeah, I should have just said leave and I don't want nothing to do with you and moved on with my life. So a little bit of what I'm going through is probably the karma that, that I'm deserving of. Because cheating is not something that I condone. <clears throat> and I don't want to be cheated on. And then it's like we don't know how to actually say I did something wrong. But I'll be the first one to tell you I did something wrong. I shouldn't have been still seeing my son's father. I should not have been dealing with his supplier. But it was easy and it was something to do and it was more satisfying. And at this point, that's all I want is satisfaction in my life. I just want my inner peace to stay at my inner peace. When I show up in a relationship... I'm not showing up for somebody to fix me. I don't need anybody to fix me, to mold me, because I have to show up complete. And as a woman, we all got to realize that we have to show up complete. After the breakup I just had last year, I could have been in a relationship the same day. The same day that I announced that I wasn't in a relationship, my inbox, my cell phone, and everything went off. I've been waiting. I really wanted to be with you. Nope. I don't want no relationship. Well, can I take you out? Nope. Don't want to go out. Well, you got to get over him. I could be there for you. Not trying to get over that. I'm, try I'm just not ready for none of that. It has nothing to do with me getting over 
anything. I'm just not ready. See, a real woman will understand. You don't just jump into something. I always say, if you read the Bible, the Bible tells you when a man inserts himself in you, he leaves a part of him in you. I don't need to pass that bad, bad spirit onto someone that could be great for me. I have to cleanse my soul. I have to get my mind right. My mind right comes from cleansing my soul. To get those demons that he left in me out of me. And people be like, what's she talking about? He ain't put no demons in me. Yes, he did. Why you think you're bitter? Why you think you hate the grounds that he walk on? When you can literally look at this man and say, God bless you and take care and get no feelings is when you know you have gotten those demons out of you. And I know that at the moment, I wasn't ready for that. I was going to still be bitter about something and nobody deserves to carry my bitterness with them. I can look at my middle kid's father and I can say, God bless you and take care and not even look at him when I'm saying it. I don't get no feeling, no urge, no no anger, no nothing in me when I have to deal with him because we do have two kids. And right around, um, around Christmas time, I don't know if it was before the holiday or after the holiday. Let me see. I left after the holiday, so it was before the holiday. We ended up getting into a big battle, and it wasn't even a battle. But what I said, I said it with peace and with ease. What I said was no lie. But he was angry, frustrated, and I became all kind of fat bitches in his eyes. And I'm okay with that. I have no ill feelings towards none of my kids' fathers. I have three. <clears throat> my oldest son, Daddy, was there for Christmas. And usually I'll be like, uh-uh, get your daddy out the yard. Get your daddy from around here. I walked outside. He was out there with some of his friends that knew us from when we was together. And one of them was like, oh, Lord. And I say, hey, how you been? And then he was like, Merry Christmas, baby mama. Merry Christmas, baby daddy. And I kept walking. Can I holler at you? No, sir. Keep talking to your son and your friends. We don't have nothing to talk about. My baby is 29. We good. Ain't nothing we can talk about. I wish you well, and I keep going. But a lot of you don't even know how to do that. It be 20, 30 years later, you still thinking about your ex-boyfriend, but you with somebody else. Oh, when I was with him, he used to do this. Oh, I used to deal with the big boys, and I used to have all this. Used to is not going to get you where you're trying to go or where you should be trying to go. Some of you are used to living in the past. Living in the past not going to get you where you're trying to go. It's not going to help you make it through COVID. It's not going to help you make it through this pandemic. Used to is only going to break your heart. You're going to be struggling. And letting go is no problem. My oldest son, father, never paid child Well, let me rephrase that. He paid $25 in child support in 29 years. <clears throat> I put my son through college out of my pocket. 
No loans, no grants, no anything. And he graduated from an HBCU. My middle kids, I put my old my middle son through college. He grad he went to an HBCU too. No help from his father or his family. Either or. The oldest one or the middle one. I don't worry about that. Some of you all are, are lingering over a hundred dollar child support check or fifty dollar child support. I don't want that shit. What can I do with that? Nothing. My son will eat more than fifty dollars. My boys are six five and six seven. No, six six and six five. What can a fifty dollar check do for them? Nothing. Buy junk. I'm not depending on a man to get me where I need to go. A lot of you ladies are angry and you, oh, I'm going to child support. What the hell that's going to do? That's not going to make him love his child anymore. You're enforcing child support because you're bitter. You laid down with that man. You helped produce that baby. Yes, it's a two-way street and both of you need to. But when you got to force somebody to take care of their child, don't you don't need it. <coughs> you don't need it at all. I have four kids. I put two of my kids through college. Too. I'm getting ready and I take care of Boogie. Boogie is my grandbaby. I've raised my kids without the assistance of their father or the government stepping in to help me get anything from their father. And I'm at peace. I'm not bitter. I seen a video where it showed that this this guy, this lady, um, was using the baby as a shield because she didn't want him to leave or she didn't she was trying to Whatever it was with her baby father because the girlfriend had bought the baby an outfit. That's not the mindset, ladies. So I'm going to leave with that. And I'm going to say, stop being bitter with things in life. Learn how to be happy with things in life. Stop living in a lie. Stop hiding what you've done. Admit it. Move on and watch and see how your blessings roll in. Have a wonderful, wonderful Monday start of the week. And always remember, you are somebody. You are amazing. You are going to be successful. Just remove those little minor hiccups and take care.